Hey everyone, welcome to the Smiling Homeschooler Podcast. I'm your host, Ben Wilson. It is the Smiling Homeschooler's one-year anniversary this week, and to celebrate, we had my mom, Debbie Wilson, on the show to share some advice and encouragement. It's an amazing episode, and we are so excited to be able to celebrate one year of doing this podcast. Before we get started, I want to thank Teaching Textbooks for sponsoring this week's show. So let's get started. Here's my dad, Todd Wilson. Well, hey everybody. Now, I just want a little disclaimer. Uh, We are in like high gear of getting ready for this wedding. We're down to two plus weeks. I mean, like a lot on almost two weeks. And really, this is my whole world right here. See this right here? This is a hydro pump off my lawnmower. Um, I've spent so much time trying to find the right part because my mower's not working. And when you have a wedding at your house, that seems kind of important. Um, so I haven't even combed my hair today, uh, so I'm a little distracted, but we're excited to be celebrating our one-year anniversary, and uh, I just wanted to remind us all, again, just the purpose of the Smiling Homeschooler, because there's lots of things that take up your time. In fact, I'm thinking, you know, why do we need more, uh, why do we need more Facebook pages, or why do we need more, you know, uh, groups that are telling us what to do? Why do we need more newsletters? And here's the answer, because we've quit smiling. That was the birth child, I guess, of the smiling homeschooler. Um, The whole point of it was not to show moms who smile, but to help moms who don't smile know they're not alone so that they may smile, so their kids can smile. Because when we started this whole thing, um, you know, this homeschooling thing, we all thought it was going to be fun. You know, you started your, maybe you've started back to school already. Well, we haven't even thought about it. Now my wife has a little bit, you know, and we thought it was going to be fun. But somewhere along the way, we quit smiling. Our kids could get, stop smiling and we lose all the joy. The smiling homeschooler is not about showing pictures of smiling families. In fact, sometimes it's just the opposite. Sometimes it's showing families, moms are pulling out their hair and homeschool rooms that look, can you pull that door shut? Homeschool rooms that look like a disaster um, because that's real. And I think when we get get there, um, we smile. I have a little distraction here. They're in the garage somewhere. (laughs) I have some kids that look like they're going to the creek. Um, But uh, so that's why we've done it. We've done it for a year now. And I'll tell you, um, I get more and more encouraged all the time. We've had lots of great guests. Um, I'll tell you the comments that just warm my heart uh, are comments where a mom will say things like, you know, I want to I want it. I feel like in my heart, my bones tell me to do this. But everybody around me is telling me to do just the opposite. I feel like I don't need to start teaching reading until this age, but everybody's telling me I need to do this. I feel like that this would be the best way to do it and it would bring joy. And then they say, you know, I listened to your podcast or I got your newsletter, I saw a post, and I was reminded again that I'm normal and that God made me smart enough to figure that out. So that's what it's all about. That's what I love about the Smiling Homeschooler. And I love doing it with my son, Ben, uh, which is really a cool thing to be able to do as well. Uh, and I was thinking, Ben, uh, you know, uh, I know you have some things mm-hmm. you're gonna, you'd like to talk about. But, um, you know, we've, we've talked to a lot of different guests and we, we've, we have plans to talk to some more. Um, we're trying to get those voices that are kind of like the uh, voices crying out in the wilderness of people who are putting high expectations on us 
about, about being real again, remembering what's most important. But do you have any favorite guests, Ben, that we've had? Yeah, for sure. And if it sounds like a pig is dying in the background, it's not. It's just my son Hudson is screaming his head <laughs> off for some reason right now. Anyways, uh, no, I've had. A, I think we've had some amazing guests. Uh, one of mine, because I don't really know, I hadn't really ever talked about the topic much or thought about it too much, was uh, Diane Craft. I thought that was a really, really great interview with her just because I think it's something that a lot of homeschoolers, if they don't have that situation, don't. She don't know. What is the situation? So everybody knows. She is talks all about special needs and uh, she's developed a ton of really, really great resources on that. And I think she's, she does a great job and she was really, I mean, she's just so knowledgeable about the topic. I mean, you can just tell from talking to her. So I thought that was super cool. One of the things I liked about what Diane Kraft said was that she made a comment, said something like people will say, you know, uh, you know, what's wrong with my kid? And she goes, let's not worry about what's wrong with him. Let's just fix him. And I just thought that was a, you know, just such a true truism that, you know, we don't have to worry so much about what's what the problem is. Let's just see if we can to fix it. And now Debbie has entered the building, so uh, she won't be able to hear you. So I'm going to have to give her some uh, uh, some headphones here. Um, but and this is a special treat because we don't usually aren't able to coax my wife in front of the camera. Uh, maybe I shouldn't have said the C word because she just probably thought this was um, audio. Um, uh, but Ben, why don't you ask her a few questions, and I'm going to go out and check on our kids here. Okay. I need to check on them. They're going to. Okay. So I'm right. still going to look outside. <laughs> All right. Hey, Mom. Thanks hey, for doing this. And as everyone's, this is my mom. Uh, her name is Debbie. If Dad didn't say, I can't remember if he did or not. Uh, but I had a couple quick questions since this is the one year I thought, you know, unfortunately are getting a little bit closer to school for some people. But I just thought it would be fun to ask a few that maybe we haven't ever talked about before. But I was wondering if you could ever tell about a moment, a breakthrough moment in homeschooling, you know, where it was like you had a kid who just did not understand maybe it's math facts or, uh, you know, or reading or whatever. Can you ever remember a moment where they got it and just describe that? Because I'm sure every mom has been at a point where she just feels like she's hitting her head against the wall forever. Yeah. Um, I'm not really good, like off the cuff without having, <laughs> knowing the questions ahead of time. But I mean, I think I've heard Todd tell one of the stories. It was with, um, our fourth son, Abe and math. And he just, we were doing borrowing and carrying and, um, of like hundreds and thousands and stuff like that. And, um, he just could not grasp it at all. And we were just, I kept showing him how to do it like on paper. And, um, I would say, you know, things like, okay, you've got, you, you're all out of this. You don't have enough. So you got to go knock on the neighbor's door next, the next number over and borrow it from them. And then add that to this column or whatever. I was knock trying to knock on the neighbor's door. That is brilliant. Well, that's what that I, is really that's how I explain when you need to, you know, add 10 to your ones, right in order to subtract, like you don't have enough ones. So you got to go borrow a 10 from the neighbor and then you add that to your ones column or whatever. I just tried I could have to been a math it. guy had, had I known that. And yeah. so anyway, but he still couldn't quite grasp it. So then I don't know why I had this abacus sitting around and I had to read the directions on how to use it real quick. But as soon as, um, we figured out how to use the abacus, it had things divided into thousands, hundreds, tens, ones. And once he could see it visually, it made total mm -hmm. sense to him. And he was amazing. He could just, you know, whip through it. Um, 
I'd like to say there was a huge breakthrough with reading because reading just felt like it was never going to click with some of them. And for that, I don't think there was ever just like this overnight breakthrough. Um, but in hindsight, now I know that it's just it's just a matter of gently plugging away at it and not worrying about how old they are or how cumbersome it is still, you know, and just not letting that part, because that's the part that stresses you out as a mom is when you think he should be doing it by now. Well, who says that? You know, we don't have to worry about that. So um, the breakthrough for me really was just relaxing in that, not ignoring it, but just plugging away, but not to the point of frustration every day and just waiting till it, you know, really finally clicks. I mean, for one of my kids, it was around 12 to where reading finally did not feel so, you know, just hard. I mean, he could read way before that simply, but to hand him a book would be like overwhelming because every sentence felt like effort, you know? So, and then it just sort of clicked. He just was able to read more fluidly and it just, it was just a matter of plugging away instead of expecting there to be this overnight breakthrough suddenly, you know. And that wasn't the abnormal. I mean, you really, there were several kids that I can remember you saying, they're never going to get this. They're just never going to get mm -hmm. this. Yeah. <laughs> and they did. Yeah. Well, maybe off of that then, I think you might have said this once, but what was one of the, do you, can you think of any like best piece of advice that someone gave you over the years, you know, that like really changed your perspective? I think you've shared this before, but I thought it was really good last time. So I just thought you'd maybe share it. I don't know if it's it. the same one, but I'll name a couple that stand out to me. Um, one of my favorite pieces of advice was, um, and the credit goes to Andrew Pudua, to spend 80% of your school time, especially with boys, on stuff they're already good at and only 20% on the stuff they're not so good at because we tend to switch that around and we spend, tend to spend the majority of our time on the stuff you feel like they're lacking in. But especially for boys and their confidence level, um, just to it's okay to spend the majority of the time on the stuff they're already really good at. And, and that's, that's a good thing. And then the, uh, my other, one of my other favorite advices, and this was cause I had so many little kids, um, was to start your school day with the youngest because you tend to feel like I got to get to school. I got to get to school. And so you kind of view them almost as a, in the way or interruption to getting to the real stuff for school with the older ones. Um, but then it seems like a lot of the time you're battling, the youngest one or two because um, they're just interrupting or craving your attention and causing, you know, a little bit of trouble. But it seemed to me like when I switched that and I started with the youngest um, and that could, I don't necessarily mean an infant, you know, but like a toddler or a little bit older, maybe a four-year-old that's not really doing school yet. And just spending a little one-on-one -on -one time with them, even if you have to just put in a video for all the rest of them at the time, you know, there's lots of good educational type videos like we I always loved the Liberty Kids there's a whole series of those that are history cartoons kind of or um where in the world's Carmen San Diego that's another fun one or um um I can't think of the other one I was thinking Back of in the day <laughs> even magic school bus or where um drive through history anything like that but just something to give you time with the youngest, even if it's just letting them pick out their favorite book for you to read to them and you're just reading to them, it sort of just helps set the tone and they feel their little love tank feels filled up and then they're way more content and happy to to do what 
the plan is for the rest of the morning or to, you know, entertain themselves or however you have it, you know, set up. But I don't know. Those aren't probably yeah, the best, those but great. those are two off the Neither top of my head. Well, I've got a question for you, Debbie. Uh, How do you think things have changed? I mean, because uh, we're down to our last really three kids out of eight that you're homeschooling. Um, how do you feel like homeschool looks now compared to when you began, maybe? Uh, just, you know, for people who are like in that early stage and they're thinking, this isn't working or whatever. I can't do this for the rest of my life. Uh, I, don't, I mean, the biggest difference is me, honestly. I just, um, just, just way more um, go with the flow, relaxed, not stressed about it every day and, you know, just letting it ebb and flow with life and that they're going to be okay, that I'm not going to hopefully, Ben, you can attest to this, but ruin them too much. No, but I don't, you know, and I, cause I was the one that was the basket case and, and just so overwhelmed by it all and stressed out by it all. And part of that was just juggling a lot of little kids. But even now, I mean, my younger kids, I mean, it's just so different, but it's because, I'm just different in how I view it all. And, um, you know, we plug away and do what we can, but we skip a lot. And I throw out a lot that I think's unnecessary or pointless or not useful for their future. And I have way more confidence to do that than I did at the beginning. But so. you would you still say, I mean, but it's still, I mean, because I don't want anybody to listen and think, oh, now she's got it. She's arrived. No. It's still hard, isn't it? It's it's super hard, but I think the hardest part of all of it is because there are so many th other things pulling at my time that it feels really hard to hmm. carve out that time to be consistent enough to do school each day. Even And sometimes school isn't sitting down and doing books. Sometimes we have to have everyone on board helping out in our family man shop making things, and that's okay. That's school sometimes, but on regular school days it's hard for me to even focus enough to do school because there's so many other things I need to be doing that I have to get done that just, and I think every mom feels that way. There's just so many other things, you know, and so uh, that's the hardest part for me still is making that time a priority and consistent enough that we actually accomplish stuff. And But that. you're still, you're still pretty, you're still pretty flexible though. I mean, I feel like that, you know, you've always been good about not adding school to our life, but just making school a part of well, our life. I've gotten better at that, yeah. but I didn't start Do you off. feel like, I mean, you know, I feel like this is a lot of people, um, why young people are really susceptible to, you know, schools and colleges and stuff and worldviews that just aren't true. But it's because, you know, as you're younger, you just take what everyone else says as a lot more weightier and you just take their, you know, if they, their thoughts about you or whatever, that makes a huge difference. And I, I something that I see a lot of people who, as they you know, as they are older and just more, um, you know, experienced and they understand their beliefs better. Do you feel like that pressure of everyone else around you has eased at all as you've had older kids and done it longer? You know, you do not feel the pressure as much from everyone else, what they think about how you're doing it, or is that still something you, you know, have to fight against? Um, I still have to fight against it. Um, I have to kind of be careful who I surround myself with. That's also homeschooling. Just because it's just amazing how quickly one comment can start to fester at you and think and doubt your make you doubt yourself or doubt I don't know I mean I've gotten way better at not letting those things you know and just 
I, I like to tell people sometimes just put on blinders, you know, like this and, and just stay the course with what you're doing and don't worry about what everyone else is, is saying they're doing because it can just, I don't know. I don't know if you're ever totally unsusceptible to that. I think you always are somewhat, but I think it's way better probably, but it's still a temptation. I feel like part of the homeschool group that people under over overlook is like, oh, well, I need people who compliment my, you know, my deficiencies or whatever they. But in reality, I feel like it needs to be more like a bunch of cheerleaders who are all like similarly minded, at least some extent, helping each other and supporting each other. And I feel yeah. like that's something that a lot of them miss is like that fact of like having people who think all similarly is a huge, huge benefit if you can find that. Yeah, but, I think so. But what's uh, what's one of your most other than teaching textbooks? What's a favorite homeschool product that you've had over the years? You know, maybe one item, maybe it's a, you know, it can be anything. But what's something yeah. that you've liked? Um, I'll name a few, I guess, if I uh, if I can think of them all. Um, one that I loved with my younger kids. So this would be maybe six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, somewhere in there. Um, it's just a simple little program called Draw Right Now. And the thing I love about it is um, it's something super easy to open and go. And pretty much all my kids liked it. And they all, um, it's very simple learning how to draw different animals or different things in history. And then there's just four simple sentences underneath. Um, and the first book, it might even just be words. I can't remember. But um, the idea is that the kids are kind of motivated to write it neatly because they just drew a picture they're proud of. And, um, it's just really simple. And I've just always thought of that highly because every single one of our kids, I think kind of enjoyed it. And some especially that were more, and it was always kind of a beginning of the day, wasn't it? I mean, they, cause some of them would, you, well, you might be reading something. Reading aloud, yeah. Usually. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think, um, I don't know. My daughter, um, I've used IEW, um, in basic form with a lot of you. I think it's Institute for Excellence in Writing. If someone doesn't know what that is. Yeah. And, um, I don't know. It's kind of a love hate relationship. (laughs) I, it's, um, sometimes hard to execute and implement, but I think it's really, really good for reluctant writers. Um, I remember Ben with you, you pretty much felt like you could not write a sentence on your own when we started that that one year. And at the end of the year, I remember you saying, oh, writing's my favorite subject. And so it gave you like a specific kind of formula or way to how to do it. And that was really helpful for my boys that have been reluctant or heart, you know, writing just didn't come as naturally. Now for my daughter, Kat, who's written several books, she really didn't care for it because it felt very constricting to her. And so we started it and she just really couldn't really get into it. So we switched to a program for her. One was called Learn to Write the Novel Way. And um, she she really enjoyed that because she had written a lot of fiction, but it helped her tie it all together and actually end up with a book that we were able to publish. Um, and then, um, should I tell, do people know about that series? Should I tell them? Yeah, go ahead. Anyway, if any of you are interested and have... Um, kids who are avid readers. She's kind of writing um, books full of adventure that don't have any cred in them that you have to worry about as a parent or pre-read. And she's kind of writing what she wanted to read um, at that age, which would have been 
I don't know, whenever you have a good reader up through teens, um, it's called the Maidens of Maladone series, and it's on our website. But anyway, those are really fun. And then the next series, she I didn't actually ever use it, but she raves about it. It's called The Power in Your Hands, um, and it's an excellent writing program as well. It helped her learn and get better at writing all kinds of things other than fiction. Um, and then a program I've been using recently is called Trail Guide to Learning. Um, it's put out by Geography Matters. I didn't even know it existed a few years ago. And it's I kind of like it a lot because it's um, it just kind of feels gentle and easy and it um, incorporates pretty much every subject but math and um, I don't necessarily use every single thing in it but I like it for you know the overall shell and what what we're gonna um, study and so I just would give a shout out to that them because um, it's just it's just really it's nice it's enjoyable there's three different um, sets, uh, paths of exploration, paths of settlement and paths of progress. So I'm doing that with my younger two boys. Um, and that's been good. Um, I've used sunlight over the years. Um, and, and like for my oldest, I think you guys liked that for the most part. I loved that it caused me to read with you guys a lot because I would have said as a kid, I wasn't a big reader and I was afraid I'd be really deficient in that aspect. Um, but at the same time, I think their cores are pretty intense and can burn a lot of people out. So um, most of the years I used it, the latter years, um, all we did was read the great books. And it even says in their catalog, if you do nothing other than read the books, your kid will still have a great education. And I firmly believe that. Um, so if you are using it, I would just, you know, um, if you're feeling burned out or like it's overkill, then just pull back on some of all the extra stuff in the instructor's guide and and um yeah you know i was remember, i could have sworn they always gave us like you were like if i read this fast i'd have to read like a book every three days or something like, i mean it was crazy and I, yeah. that's a, something i always think is cool because like i read a lot and a lot about a lot of famous people and a lot of times you know none of them ever said oh man they had a great like middle school normal you know k through 12 schooling that then set them for life it was because they loved to read or they had someone in their life who just inspired you know motivated yeah. them to learn and i just think it's it's interesting that almost all of them became what they were not from just your traditional like eight hours right. a day or six hours a day of school is from the other yeah. stuff but anyways, uh -huh. but that yeah. what were you gonna say oh i was gonna say um you know of course uh uh teaching textbooks is our sponsor but we approach them because we like them um, and really, maybe why why did you like teaching textbooks? Yeah, I was going to get to that one, too, oh. after that. Um, well, math, I had tried about every math program on the market over the years, and I like math, so I wanted one that, well, I just had things I did or didn't like about each of them. But it was getting harder to juggle so many different kids in every different math, you know, math level. And so... Um, one year they just sent me it as a sample to try and Ben, you were the guinea pig and we were mid year. They sent it at Christmas, which was even, you know, more surprising. Um, but I was sort of disgruntled with what I was using at the time. And so I'm like, well, let's give it a try. Honestly, I don't know if I've ever told them this, but the reason I had never checked their program out before was because I didn't like the title. I didn't like it that it said textbook in it. And so I had never even considered it actually. But, um, once I saw what it was and got it, I, of course, that didn't matter at all anymore. So it was a huge lifesaver for me. Um, you 
went right onto it, loved it, excelled on it. And it just freed up so much time for me as mom, because, you know, I could get each, every kid on their own program and it was, they, they could do it independently. Um, and I didn't have to be the one sitting down doing math every day with them. And you're a math person. Yeah. And I still, I still liked, um, doing math with them, but it, for me initially, it was more of a time constraint. It was just, it was just hard to get through it with everyone. Yeah. Awesome. Well, I mean, I think that's most of it. One question I was just wondering is, did you ever have a moment or maybe you could talk about the moment you got closest to where like, I'm done. And then what stopped you from that moment? One moment? (laughs) (laughs) How many moments? What was the thing, you know, maybe a moment where you were like, because I'm sure some people think like, oh, surely, you know, not everyone has, but I'm sure everyone's thought it at some point. And what stopped you from (laughs) deciding that? Well, I would have to say Todd is the only thing, dad is the only thing that kept me from stopping because he was my biggest cheerleader. I mean, he somehow he just got it early on that um, he needed to fulfill that role, right? Because I was reluctant even to start. I was like, okay, but I need to know that we can do plan B if this doesn't work because it was his idea. And he was like, yep, okay, we'll, we'll consider plan B, whatever that is when we need to. And so I don't know if it was that, um, but I mean, I wanted to quit almost every other day. Like I literally, (laughs) like, I mean, it just was so hard on some years. I just, I, because I just, I don't know. I just, it's so, it's so hard, but not in the ways you might think. Like I just, it just was such a challenge. And I think one of the biggest issues and reasons people stop possibly is, because you just feel like you're fighting so many other battles besides the actual schoolwork. I mean, you feel like, you know, you're, you're not training your kids well in general and they're all fighting and it's, they're all, you know, not doing what you tell them to. And so those parental issues, I think, are one of the biggest challenges and reasons for feeling like I just can't do this anymore. And so Todd was huge in that, too, because, well, I mean, we were super fortunate in that after kid number five, he came to work at home. And so I would just call him up and be like, I can't deal with this. I don't, you know, I, cause you're just in it all the time and you lose your perspective and objective on what to even do in certain situations. And so just having that fresh insight and voice to come in and bring things under control was huge. And, um, and then I guess just the other big, huge, um, factor that, just made me want to quit all the time is just feeling like I'm not doing enough. They're not, you know, I'm not teaching enough. We're not doing enough school, all those things that just weigh on the mom's, um, mind and, you know, heart. That's just like, uh, I'm just not doing as good as a school would kind of thing. And so he, again, was just, would he'd leave me notes all the time and he would just convince me that it's still the best, you know? So, and if I could put a plug in for the dads and ladies, there probably are no dads listening right now. Um, but you know, a couple of weeks ago we had a mom who wrote and she said something about like her husband had said something to one of her kids who said they wanted to go to school and, and he said, yeah, sure, let's do it. And, you know, and I said, you know, have you talked to your husband? You should talk to him and tell him you need him to be on board. Well, she told me afterwards that she had talked to her husband and his husband and her husband was like, Oh, and he made it about, about, you know, about face. And he goes, okay, you're, you, you know, we're going to do what your mom said. She ba- he basically didn't realize how much she needed him to bolster her up when she was feeling down. Because I know there have been times, 
you know, even I know when Debbie was going through a really physically hard, emotionally hard time a couple of years ago, and and she she wasn't wavering in whether she was going to homeschool because I know she was not like oh I'm going to put him in school, but she really had that really low moment like you know maybe maybe we're not doing the best, and you know I didn't have to do much except yeah we are and she, I mean you just get through that 15 minute of hard stretch, but if she hadn't had someone like me or if a husband said well. If that's what you want to do, you know, maybe we'd have different outcomes. Um, So, guys, I'm going to encourage you and ladies, I'm going to encourage you to maybe tell your husband how much you need him to support you and what you really both believe to be true. And worse yet, I mean, I'm just I'm shocked by how many wives I talk to where their husbands are the biggest um I don't know, like against it. Yeah, well, they're just so doubtful of it and mm-hmm. they're casting the doubt and they're saying, I don't know if you can do this and I don't know if you're qualified and all these things. And I just don't know how those moms even do it. But if you have a husband like that, I would just say if there is any way you can get them to get Todd's emails or read his stuff, it will it will be life changing. I mean, we've we've heard so many dads who came to a convention, um, dragged their feet having to go and but just caught the vision after hearing Todd because I just I don't know how those moms even can do it and survive that mm-hmm. because it's just too hard. And now now that you have like older kids, do you think that the and you know all that hard stuff is the reward going to happen or hopefully during it or do you feel like it's more of a long term investment where you may not see the incredible benefits right you know at, while yeah. you're doing it as much as down the road it's like okay that was obviously an incredibly huge thing that we did and I'm so thankful I did or are you thinking that while you're doing it through the whole time like oh man this is the best you know yeah because I think I don't know what do you think I think it's both I mean I think there's glimpses God gives us glimpses along the journey of we see the fruit you know I mean there's lots of times I saw um the rewards if you want to call it that of of doing it that way um I think we avoided a lot of stuff that we might not have, you know? Um, and I think it, I think it, so I feel like along the way there was, but I, I feel like even also as adults, especially when you feel like, I mean, I know this sounds stupid, Ben, but I base so much on the fact that, you know, you got, you graduated and you had literally never had taken a quiz or a test that I can think of in your whole life, except for your driver's test. And, I remember thinking, oh, man, am I going to have screwed him over for that? Because people told us, <clears throat> if you don't give your t- kids tests, they're not going to know how yeah. to take tests later. And and so, and then you basically homeschooled yourself through college successfully by taking, studying and taking a test that gave you credits for subjects. And then you did the online stuff, too. But I, it just, I was just like, wow, he really does know how to learn on his own. And he enjoys learning. I remember every time you'd take a different class you wanted to actually learn the material for the most part. And so just that made a big difference knowing that, okay, so, you know, our method did kind of work. You both, you know, you seemed like you all um, know how to learn and enjoy learning, you know, whether or not you ever, you know, people, they all knew exactly what they wanted to do or not. I'm not sure, but there's a lot of kids that go to school that don't either. So, but, so I think it's both. I don't know. Sorry, that was a long answer. That was great. (laughs) 
<clears throat> well, we won't keep you any more. Thanks so much for uh, doing it, even though I know, you know, obviously everyone listening, she does an awesome job, but uh, she doesn't love it. So, but thank you. Well, <laughs> let me ask the last yeah. question because we're just about out of time. Um, and, you know, we've done it for a year and there's some moms listening who've been listening for the year. Um, but there are some moms listening there. Maybe they were not listening right now, but they're going to be listening to it later. Um, you know, they've, they've, maybe they've started school this year or they're dreading starting school this year and they're like, I don't want to do it again. What's your, you know, your, your, your last sentence or maybe your first sentence that you would tell a mom who is just not looking forward to this or is not looking forward to Monday or the first day of school or the last day, whatever. What would you say to her? Um, I know this sounds cliche, but I would just do everything you could to lighten the load and, and add fun to it. So, um, you know, maybe one day a week is just games, just, you know, there's lots of learning types of games. My kids love it when we do games, whether it's math games or word games or that kind of thing. Um, and you know, maybe history this year is just like one year, I literally, they just watched a Liberty Kids episode. I know that sounds lame but you know what? We do a ton of history um, overall. And and um, I know we've talked to, well, actually, it's the teaching textbook owners. And they were like, I'm not sure why homeschoolers, you know, emphasize history over every other subject. Um, if they're worried about their kid getting into college, it's really not even on the SAT kind of thing. So I knew they knew history well enough. And so you know, it's okay. It's okay to just um, reevaluate. Don't feel like you have to be bound by what the school system says to do. There are lots of years that um, I just did stuff that I thought was something they should know about. And I don't really care whether the school system ever has them do that. Um, so maybe just evaluate why you're dreading it so much. Possibly it's because you're trying to do too much. Possibly you're trying to do too much per kid or too much of a certain curriculum or um, too many subjects too fast. I don't know, but it shouldn't be that miserable for you and them. Um, maybe you just need to take a year where you just read and then do a lot of hands-on type of stuff. I don't know. Just give yourself permission to um, evaluate and scale way back if you need to, to where it's pleasurable again and not drudgery. Hmm. And could maybe, I'm going to feed you some words, but uh, you've said it before, but your little motto, just say it nicely. And that will be, we'll kind of close that off. And as we start our year number two as the smiling homeschooler, take it away. This is your motto. I don't know. I think one day I just was like, okay, you know what? If we learn a little and cause I always think they have to learn a ton, but if they just learn a little and we laugh a little, we will have accomplished a lot. Boom. And we'll leave that for you, Mom. I hope you have a, a great week. Um, if you remember to pray for us, we're down to two and two weeks and a couple days before uh, Ike's big wedding. And we sure appreciate your prayers. Um, and uh, have a great week. Have a great weekend. And don't forget to smile. Thanks, everyone, for joining us for the Smiling Homeschooler podcast. I know you enjoyed hearing from my mom since she always has some great answers. And if you have any questions for her, you can always message us on Facebook, and we will make sure she sees your message and, and replies. We encourage you to check out our sponsor, Teaching Textbooks, over at their website. Uh, they have affordable pricing. You can check out their free trial over on their website. Have a wonderful week, and as always, keep smiling.
Yeah.